solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about for today's show. Super excited to get the Monday off started right to discuss what we saw out of Houston's last preseason game. Was that the real version of the Texans defense when Tom Brady was on the field? And, of course, Watson's trade rumors and why they should want to ASAP. Before we get into those two topics, we're going to start off with the good and the bad from the offense and what we you know, continuously talk about what we saw in Saturday's game against the Buccaneers. The NFL season is about to begin. Nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th is Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview. We're taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in beginning today. And again, let's hop into the good and the bad from the offense. And Cody, you know, I'm going to come out right and say it. Houston should be exploring the market for a backup quarterback. At no point this season should we see Davis Mills, who had two touchdowns, but he also had three interceptions, 10 of 27 from throwing on the field, didn't look good. Uh, and it was moments where, you know, Cody, you remember last week and the week before we talked about how many times in practice where it seemed that Davis Mills regressed. Mm-hmm. Well, now people were able to see it on the bigger stage, right, against the re- returning Super Bowl champs. And before we actually get started talking about the entire team offense, defense, and special teams, because they made some good special team plays, man. I will say this. It's going to be hard for a team in a rebuilding phase to beat a team that returned 22 starters that has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown with Tom Brady throwing the ball, Tristan Wirtz blocking for him, and a great backfield. On the flip side, you have a great defense, great defensive players. So it's going to be hard for your team to beat that type of team, right? We get it. I understand. Which is why we're going to focus on the the matters of this team that we've been wondering about the entire preseason. First and foremost, there was no way Tyrod Taylor should have been pulled out of that game before halftime. Before midway through the second quarter. Right, no, and I agree. And the thing about Tyrod Taylor and this team is Houston going into this season, training camp, preseason games, they've known what their quarterback situation is with number four, right? They've known it the entire time. That's not a question. So the best next option was Tyrod Taylor. However, we didn't see enough of Tyrod Taylor until Saturday. You know, a series here, two series is here. And in those series we saw him in the offense where the ball was ran more than thrown. And from what we saw on Saturday, is Tyrod Taylor better than Davis Mills? He is. Is he that much better than Davis Mills? I'm not sure because that was the most we've seen of him. We've seen more of Davis Mills. We've been able to dissect, break down more of Davis Mills than we have of Tyrod. He, he's given us the first 
real opportunity to break him down. And there was moments where his age showed him. Uh, there was moments where he 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 could have made a second read and, and delivered the ball. It was just moments where those questions were really not answered, whether or not this team will be successful enough to compete and win the games that the franchise wants to win. I have this bar set fairly low at three, three games, one with the ceiling at five, right? But they're going to compete. They want to go out there and actually make some noise. So what we saw on Saturday out of the first team didn't look good offensively. I'll tell you what did look good on offense before I pass it over to you, Cody. The way Tim Kelly designed plays on Saturday, the way that the run game got involved, that was an area where we wanted to see more. Charlie Heck really impressed me and stood out the most uh, on Saturday. The way he was used, the way he was moved around across that offensive line to create space and opportunity for the running back. That really impressed me. And I think moving forward, Houston has their hands full on whether or not who to cut. Because I think he he made a he he heck made a statement this past Saturday. I also like the formations they were using to put together an offense that was not. Simple and vanilla. I love that. I really did. But overall, when the starters was on the field for Houston, going against other starters, that offense did not impress me whatsoever. And I thoroughly believe Houston may have a real problem at quarterback. In David Culley's defense, he mentioned after the game that Tyrod Taylor had a snap count and that he exceeded his snap count early in the second quarter. I understood it. I get it, but my, my my biggest issue with David Culley's statement was why in the hell did Tyrod Taylor have a snap count to begin with? Because this is an offense, and this is a quarterback who hasn't played together at all outside of a couple team scrimmages on the practice field, and that was everybody's top priority that we wanted to see, whether or not Tyrod Taylor can be a, a quality starting quarterback for this organization, especially for what is going to be the prelude of a rebuild. And John, as you and I sit here on August 30th, 2021, we are what, 13 days away from the start of the 2021 regular season. I still don't know what Tyrod Taylor can give this team. But on the flip side of that, when you talk about the good for this offense, I do believe the Texans second drive is what this offense is going to be about. That second drive of the game, the Texans held the ball for a total of nine minutes and 55 seconds. And, John, I wanted – I'm glad you mentioned that. And I wanted to bring it up because I remember prior to training camp starting and we was breaking down what this offense could potentially look like, you mentioned that it's going to be in the Texans' best interest to win the time of possession, especially when we did not know what we're going to get out of this defense. They had 18 plays for 72 yards, and 52 of the 72 yards came on the ground. But, John, my only issue— And you know what? That's a positive. It's a positive, but my only issue is— the only reason why they was able to reel off 18 plays was because David Johnson recorded 21 yards on a rush. And we all know that is not consistent coming from well, that me, man. Let me say this. Running the ball for this team is totally fine. Do the job that Houston did of 
creating space and allowing them to get to the second level, along with Scotty Phillips, then that's a positive. And throughout the entire game, we saw a burst from David Johnson. Right? We saw a burst from Scotty Phillips. We saw Mark Ingram get started and get it going early. Right? He looked he looked fairly good for his his playing time. The issue is, if you're going to hold the ball for half the quarter, more than half the quarter, in 18 plays, you got to score points. And that is what Houston failed to do. North One is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or on the go. Everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, and the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is a FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. North One integrates with accounting software you already use, saving you hours of manual bookkeeping. And with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes, and much more. With North One, you will never pay an overdraft or NCF fee again, saving you hundreds of dollars per month. To get started, visit apply.northone.com backslash locked. That's apply, N-O-R-T-H-O-N-E dot com slash locked. North One, business banking made for America. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champions, Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all great offers available for 2021. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this Monday installment of Locked On Texans as John and I continue to break down and recap the Texans' 23-16 defeat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which took place on Saturday. That ended the Texans' three-game preseason schedule, and they end that with a 2-1 and record. A part of the reason why the Texans were able to get two out of three wins during the preseason was because the defense looked really good. But going into Saturday's game, the number one thing that I wanted to see was whether or not the improvements that we have been seeing throughout OTAs, throughout training camp, throughout these first two preseason games, within the defense was real. I don't want to say... I got my answer totally because the Texans were without Eric Murray and Lonnie Johnson Jr. Both of those guys did not play due to a minor injury in following the game. David Culley did say that both of those guys, Eric Murray and Lonnie Johnson Jr., would have played if this was a regular season game. But, John, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed, but the excitement that I had for this defense – 
did take a step back. As great as the Texans' defense looked, they never played up against a quality starting quarterback. As a matter of fact, throughout this entire time, the best quarterback that they played against was Tyrod Taylor. And we just talked about the issues that we had with Tyrod in the first segment. And then in the next segment, you and I are going to talk about why the Texans should pull the trade for Tua sooner rather than later. But <laughs> you're talking about a situation where the Texans defense literally had to go from zero to 100. And on the opposite side of that line of scrimmage was Tom Brady. Arguably, if not the best quarterback in NFL history. And Tom Brady served up this Texans defense in a matter of only three drives. And by the time Tom Brady night was over, he had already threw for 154 yards, completing 11 out of his 14 passes. Each touchdown drive was 90 or more yards. John, listeners, I understand it. The Texans did go up against an offensive team that just won a Super Bowl. And because the Kansas City Chiefs are not on their schedule, this could possibly be the most talented offensive team that the Texans will play for this entire 2021 season. In the words of Justin Reed, Saturday's preseason game was a great measuring stick to see how much better did the Texans defense actually get. But on the flip side, it's a little bit concerning. Once again, you allowed the Buccaneers to score on two of their first three drives. Two of them, they marched down the field, getting 90-plus yards on both series. You know what's funny? We talked about that Texan drive where they held the ball for 18 plays. Mm -hmm. Right after that, Tom Brady and them boys went down and scored, I think, like a minute and a half or something like that. That, that easy. <laughs> And, and Antonio Brown, in case you didn't remember who he was, Super Bowl champion Antonio Brown, he is probably still the best receiver in the game. Let's, let's just put it like that. But I think Houston does have an issue with secondary. They keep trying oh. out Vernon Hargraves out there. As much as they want to keep him around, man, it just doesn't seem like too many positive things happens when he's on the field. And I think we can all agree that Regardless of what you think about the Texans schedule, I think we can all agree that there's a good chance that they're going to win their first game against Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I, I do want to mention... Trevor Lawrence looked good against Dallas. That's what I was about to say. And I also want to mention Bradley Roby, this team number one cornerback, isn't going to be on that field because he's going to be serving a one-game suspension, which means your number one, number two defensive back at that cornerback position will be Vernon Hargraves. And that's a scary sight to see. Absolutely, and I'm very curious to see how Levy Smith is going to kind of attack that offense that's going to be led by Trevor Lawrence, what he's going to throw at him. You know, uh, they just traded Gardner Minshew over to Philly. That speaks a lot to where Philly believes Jalen Hurts is for this offense. I, I've been saying it for the entire season, man, but Trevor Lawrence has to be prepared for a Levy Smith defense, and I feel like Houston can win that battle simply off of their front seven, to be completely honest with you. Kind of foreshadowing a little bit, and let's get back to it, but the Jaguars' front five is not good when it comes to blocking. And uh, I, I want to use that take to say, regardless of what we saw from Houston against the starters, many who looked good on Saturday, he had another sack. Jack Martin still looked good. Another player that I think he's just too expensive to cut 
But I'm looking at Whitney Merciless and I'm thinking to myself, at this point, are you just taking up somebody else's snaps that can do better than what you're doing? I think so. And, you know, Merciless started out the game, but he did not stay long. Um, I asked a source what happened to Merciless. I actually thought there was a possibility he got traded in the middle of a game, but they told me he sustained a minor hamstring injury. I will tell you what was very, a very pleasant sight to see is on 24 carry. The Bucks only had 52 rushing yards, 2.2 yards per carry. That did include Blaine Gabbard. He had a rush. Kyle Trask had a rush. But between that two running backs, Vaughn and Ronald Jones, they combined for 19 carries for 56 yards. So it's not like Houston fans, it's not like we're not seeing improvements. And like I mentioned at the start of the show, it's going to be damn near impossible to beat a team who just won the Super Bowl and they return all 22 starters. You think about how difficult that actually is. And Houston got, you know, Houston got hurt in the passing game. 326 yards allowed in the air. Uh, Tom Brady had 154 by himself. That's how good that man still is. But overall, when we look at the what we think this team can do and the trajectory of this team defensively, I still think that not playing Dak, not playing Aaron Rodgers hurt them. Playing Tom Brady hurt them, but it also helped them in the sense of now you know the improvements that need to be made. Because you can kind of – you can look at who they play. They play Jordan Love. They play uh, Cooper Rush and, 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 and Danucci. They played those type of quarterbacks, and yes, they look good against some of those starting offensive linemen. But when you have a quarterback like Brady, which is the same as a Rodgers, and in a case like a Dak, they pretty much can do certain things on the field at quarterback that other quarterbacks are not able to do, whether that's communication or just getting the ball out quicker. So for Lovey Smith, I'm not leaving this game thinking this is all negative. It's not all negative. Your team was still able to create turnovers. Your team was still able to create sacks. Your team was able to keep a team under 60 yards rushing the ball. That's that's all positives. And then now you have this opportunity to look at tape and say, okay, well, let's see what we can do to make this team, whatever our weakness is, make it a whole lot better in in preparation for week one now that we got film against Tom Brady. Hmm. That's a positive. And to your point, that is also something that Justin Reed and Christian Kersey talked about following the game on Saturday. It's not all negative. It's not that pretty either. Because, yes, this is a defense that still got some turnovers. As a matter of fact, this is a defense that recorded a total of 10 turnovers in three preseason games when they only had nine for the entire 2020 season. That's a positive. but. It takes on a different meaning when you're not going up against Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Tua, Russell Wilson. Those are all quality top-tier quarterbacks that the Texans are going to have to face for this upcoming season. And the defense that we saw against a Jordan Love, against a Danucci, it's not going to be the same. This is something that they can build on, but... When I go back to those first three drives and I take a look at the blown coverages, when I take a look at how the Texans front four, they struggle to create pressure. Tom Brady, 
154 yards and only in three quarter. drives in, in, the, first in the first quarter? Maybe I am reading into it too much, like I, I mentioned. So. And I, and I want to bring these back up again because Eric Murray and Lonnie Johnson Jr., especially Lonnie Johnson, there are two key members to the Texans' defense for this upcoming season. But even if those two were still out there on the field, Tom Brady still probably would have done the same amount of damage. Yeah, absolutely. And Zach Cunningham also didn't play this past Saturday as well. So his his also a worry that I'm sure Houston will have cleaned up by the time week one rolls around. But then you have to wonder the learning curve. This entire defense hasn't played all at one time together. The offensive line hasn't played all at one time together. We, we haven't seen outside of Tyrod Taylor a half. Outside of what we saw Saturday, a half of Tyrod Taylor. So there is concern there. But like I said, I think that'll be cleaned up a little bit by the time week one rolls around. I'll tell you why it was important, Tom Brady. They played against Tom Brady on Saturday. It's because Tom Brady is the GOAT. And I'm glad you know. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports and movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Betting on the Houston Texans, which may be a headache, but it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. It is time for us to talk about our favorite topic, the latest in Deshaun Watson. Here's an interesting take before we get started. Now, I've said this multiple times before because I'm a believer in it. The NFL and the NBA is different. The NBA rumors can be made up, and there's literally no backing to it. In the NFL, normally where there is smoke, there's a fire. Where there's a big fire or a small fire, there's something there. There's some type of silver lining. Now, the problem is people take small fires or a small kitchen fire, and they like to run with it. They don't want to put it out fast. They want their fire to grow and grow so they can be the first ones to that news. I said all that to say this. Teams are very much still interested in Deshaun Watson. We know that. Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, was asked all about the Deshaun Watson chatter. He said he won't get into any reports or speculation. Any conversations that we have and don't have with another club will stay internal. That will remain the case. Uh, I thought it's very important to discuss, not necessarily, and we will, but not necessarily Deshaun Watson and what he should do with him. Because I thoroughly believe that they, when you look around the league, Miami truly believes they're a quarterback away. 
the situation in in, in 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 Carolina, they've already came out and backed their quarterback. They're rolling with Sam Darnold. And I've been telling you guys this for a very long time. So disrespectful. Philly, Philly does not believe in Jalen Hurts. Disrespectful. They just traded for a quarterback who I believe is the better quarterback for an offense in the NFL. And I think that by the second or third week, we will see more Minshew. That is what it is. I hate to say it like that. And and, and I've also also tweeted maybe Hurts isn't playing because he hadn't played in the last two preseason games, which is very alarming to me. The uh, preseason game before last, the the, uh, the issue was he came down with an illness or something along those lines. But he was out on the field practicing, warming up, dancing. Um, so I say that to say this. That only leaves Miami left. Young quarterback, got the picks, got the players, great defense, great team, got the weapons across the offensive uh, unit. They believe they're a quarterback away. There is some traction there. Now, whether it's a big fire or small fire or mini fire that you you made light with a with a with a with a big lighter, you can blow it out. Doesn't matter. There's some type of fire there. No matter what type of fire it is with Deshaun Watson and whether he will play for a new team or not this year, what matters is right now. And for Houston, thirty-two teams have second and third string quarterbacks. Houston has acquired some picks in next year's draft or the year after that. I I wouldn't feel comfortable if Houston does not look to strike a move to pick up any of these quarterbacks that may get cut or make a move trade-wise for any of these second-string quarterbacks. Like, Mr. Trubisky looks good in Buffalo, right? I, I think it's fair to your team to bring in somebody as a – emergency plan because as I mentioned Davis Mills goes out there at any point throughout the season you can kind of count that game against him and no disrespect to him but he has already been labeled a third round quarterback project that needs time and just because we may start to like the guy or just because we start we started to see more more out of him in training camp or throughout the game your label is your truth got to live in it for this upcoming season and that is why i believe the texans should go ahead and pull a deal with miami and go ahead and get to a bat because john we just talked about the issues that this offense had and one of my biggest gripe about this offense is you do have some talented individuals at your wide receiving core whether that be an established wide receiver like brandon cooks or chris conley or some young guys that you can actually build around like a Nico Collins or Anthony Miller, even though he's still on the shelf, or Kiki QT. There's some talent with this wide receiving core, but I'm not too sure if the Texans will have the quarterback to use them. And that is part of the reason why we are going to see the Texans run the ball more so than anything for this upcoming year. And the reason why we are talking about Deshaun Watson to Miami, because prior to Saturday's game, a report by Yahoo Sports came out and reported that the Dolphins were near a deal to acquire Deshaun Watson. And according to Aaron Wilson of Sports Talk 790, the Texans want what they want for Deshaun Watson, which is three first round draft picks, two second round picks and a couple players to equal the value of Deshaun Watson on the field. The issue is teams are willing to make a move for Deshaun 
But here's the catch. They want to put conditions on all of those draft picks, and the Houston Texans will not budge. For the sake of this argument, if the Texans were to trade for Tua, you ship Deshaun Watson to Miami, would that change your opinion about the Texans for this upcoming season? Because we talked about the improvements that the defense has made. We already mentioned that the offensive line has looked damn good. They looked really good on Saturday, and that was without Larry Tone. so I do want to bring that up once again. Your running game is going to be better than it was last year, and like I just mentioned, you still have quality receivers that you can use on the offensive side of the ball. It seems like the only and the biggest issue for this organization, at least to be competitive, is their quarterback situation. You bring in Tua, not only do they give you a quarterback to compete with for the upcoming season, but it gives the Texans something that's going to be very valuable for their rebuild, which is you take care of the quarterback situation now. That way you can use those picks to fill in other holes, whether that be on the defensive side of the ball or just upgrading your backfield or your offensive line yet again. Brian Flores did say that he had all confidence in Tua. These guys had has had all opportunities in the world to come out and say, Tua Tagovailoa is our quarterback for this season, and we would not make a move. They haven't done it. I think Deshaun wants to go to Miami. I think Miami wants Deshaun to go to Miami, and Houston wants to fleece a team for a quarterback that may not even play this year. We're gonna keep our eye on how Houston cuts down this roster. We're gonna keep our eye on how Houston prepares themselves for Week One. I'm Jonathan Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. John and listeners, before I close it out, I do want to bring this up, a fun stat that I discovered. Through three preseason games, the Texans quarterback room averaged a combined passing rating of 37.7. Tua by himself in two preseason games because he didn't play in the Dolphins' preseason finale on yesterday 88.1 that's a big ass difference that's a big ass difference until tomorrow when we talk more texans roster cuts and more peace you are locked on texans your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.